This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. Well, of course, that video um, is a follow-up to the passage we read today in Luke, uh, where Simeon uh, goes to the temple led by the Holy Spirit and uh, encounters Joseph and Mary and, of course, uh, Jesus. And you might recall, as uh, Scripture says, that the Lord had promised that He would not die before having the opportunity to see the, the consolation, the, the comfort, the hope uh, of Israel. And uh, what, a, what a story that is. And as we enter into Advent, and as we are uh, intentional about reliving nativity, we have the opportunity to, to enter in uh, to the story of Jesus' birth and to engage those who uh, we read about in Scripture and to place ourselves there and, and to relive that and in doing so uh, to find great meaning for our own life and to allow God to speak to us uh, this Advent, even as He spoke to, even as He gave a message of hope to those at the first Advent. And of course, as Pastor Tyler reminded us of this morning, that uh, Advent is about the coming. Uh, the first Advent, the, the coming of the Messiah, of the Savior. And we live in a period of time between His first coming and His second coming. And uh, it's about waiting. And waiting is a theme we see all through Scripture. And if there's a person in the, in the birth narrative of Jesus that, that really exemplifies what it means to wait, isn't it Simeon? Uh, Simeon had received a promise from God, uh, and he waited. Uh, and as he waited, uh, he waited with great expectation. He waited with great intention. Uh, he waited uh, as a man who was fully given to the Lord. The Scripture said that he was a righteous uh, and devout man. And so as we look at Simeon, as we relive uh, nativity uh, through the eyes and through the experience of uh, the good Dr. Luke, as he writes about uh, Simeon's encounter uh, with Jesus in the temple, um, we can take away some things um, for ourselves. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, open them up uh, to Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. And uh, I'm going to share some thoughts with you uh, that uh, I've reflected on uh, in my preparation and as I have been intentional about uh, reliving nativity. Now, this is the first Sunday of the month, and uh, we call that a feast Sunday. It's a time when we come together uh, and we enjoy uh, together and celebrate the Lord's table, communion, uh, but that we have an abbreviated service so we can go out into uh, the welcome area, and instead of getting to our cars and running home, we spend a little extended time together with some refreshments, uh, enjoying one another. So uh, this morning's message uh, is more like a homily. Uh, it's a, a brief message uh, 
uh, I'm going to share some thoughts with you that you can take home. And uh, this is, as I said, just an abbreviated service. So, we learn about waiting from Simeon. Uh, I had the opportunity to, to go back to Southern California this Thanksgiving. It's the first time in, I think, 15 years we'd been there. And we were with Lori's family, uh, Lori's mom and her three sisters and cousins. And uh, it was a great time. But I found myself with some extra time one afternoon. So I drove to uh, the town where I grew up, uh, Arcadia, California. Any of you familiar with Arcadia? Okay, that's, that's where I grew up. And uh, I just drove the streets and went to the various places I lived during my growing up years. Uh, drove by the high school, uh, looked at the football field, looked at the place where I caught the winning touchdown against our rivals my senior year. Just kind of reliving uh, that good stuff, right? Uh, but I remember I went to an apartment building at 212 Bonita Avenue uh, in Arcadia. It was right across from what used to be Bonita Park Elementary School. It's where I went to kindergarten through second grade. And uh, everything around that apartment building had changed. But the apartment building was still there. And uh, that is uh, the place I, I first remember um, uh, as, a, as a small child, as a toddler, and all the way up through um, second grade. And, and I remember I pulled up in front of the apartment building. It was all very familiar. It had this long driveway. And as I looked down the driveway, there were carports where people would park their cars. And there was a space where they used to have those big dumpsters, you know, where people would put their trash in apartment buildings. And uh, I remembered instantly, I flashed back to Christmas, and uh, every year when Christmas is over, people in the apartment building would take their ornaments and decorations down and they would put their Christmas trees and they would set them there by those dump- dumpsters. And I remembered as a child um, just being distraught and going down to the dumpster and uh, the Christmas trees and I, I would literally sit there with the Christmas trees and I'd hold on to them in hopes that the refuge people wouldn't come and take them away. Because you see, for me, the Christmas tree represented my understanding of Christmas. All the, all the good stuff. You know, the stuff I began to look forward to as, as soon as Thanksgiving was over. Uh, in those days, the, the elementary school, the teachers taught us Christmas carols. and We had a, a Christmas play and we'd sing songs. Uh, and then, of course, the decorations would go up and the stores would be filled with all kinds of Christmas things. And, you know, there'd be Santa Claus and all that good stuff. And then Christmas would come and there'd be the presents and there'd be gathering with family. And really what I was trying to hold on to were things that each year passed away. And, and I didn't want them to. And as a child, I, I held on to what, to me, represented um, Christmas. But what we see in our story today with Simeon is something entirely different. Uh, Simeon is a man who is living in the present, but with the promise, with the future in mind. And of course, as a child, uh, I was living in the present, 
and didn't want the present to pass away because I had no concept of really what Christmas meant in terms of a promise and a future. But Simeon shows us that difference. And there's three things I want to share with you upon reflection that we can really learn about waiting and about waiting in the present with the hope of the promise in the future from Simeon. So it comes in three questions. The first question is, what are you and I waiting for? Really, what are we waiting for this Advent season? And as I reflect upon it, I come to realize that unlike Simeon, we're not waiting for the birth of Christ in our world. We're not waiting for the the first Advent, the coming of the Messiah, that, that He looked forward to the consolation of Israel. What we're really looking forward to is for Christ to give us the birth of a new world, aren't we? Simeon, he looked forward to the birth of the Messiah in the world. But in this in-between time, the time between His first and second coming, what we're really looking for is the birth of a new world that Christ is going to bring when He comes again. We get a glimpse of that. We get a a taste of that. Um, But we long for the consummation or for the, the completeness of that. And so, what are we waiting for? Well, we're not waiting for temporal things, although those are good things. The songs, the celebration, the family gatherings, the the exchanging of gifts, all those things are present things. They're good things, but they end up in the dumpster, don't they? Like the Christmas tree. And and we can hold on to those things or want to hold on to those things, and those things slip away, and then they leave us waiting and wanting until next year, and those things come again, and then they go away. But the promise of Christ's second coming is something much different. Uh, It isn't temporal. It's eternal. And what He brings doesn't go away or doesn't need to be replaced every year with a new experience. You see, it's everlasting. And it comes from Him. And so, what are we waiting for? Not for the birth of Christ in our world, but for Christ to give birth to a new world. The second thing we see here in Simeon is, well, how then should we wait? If we're waiting for the birth of Christ, or excuse me, the birth of a new world that Christ is going to bring, how then should we wait? And I think it's, it's very clear in Simeon that we view the present through the promise that God gives us. That we really need to live in the present with an eye on the promise. In other words, our eyes should be fixed on We should be fully anticipating. We should be expecting and preparing ourselves for God to fulfill His promise. Christ has died. Christ has risen. And Christ is coming again. You see, that's our hope as those who trust Jesus Christ with our lives. We live for that day when He returns. And we anticipate that uh, with a hope that, that the present can't extinguish because it's an eternal hope. I love in Luke 2.25 where 
It describes Simeon and his hope. It says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, the hope of Israel, the the comfort of Israel. And of course, that is very, very similar to um, what we read in Isaiah chapter 40, beginning in verse 1, where it reads, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sins have been paid for, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The time of waiting is over. In this case, it's speaking of a return from exile. But we look for that time when the coming of Christ, His second advent, we... we uh, we experience the fullness of, of all that God intends in our salvation. And it's reminiscent of Isaiah 25.9, if we can look at that on the screen. Isaiah 25.9. In that day we will say, okay? In that day you and I will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in Him and He saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in Him. Let us rejoice and be glad in His salvation. And so how do we wait? We wait in the present with a view to the promise. And that's what gives us hope. And as we wait in the present, we also wait with His presence. Notice with Simeon, it says, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And then it says, moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. Okay? Moved by the Spirit. He was a man in whom the, the Spirit was upon. But you and I as followers of Jesus, the, the Spirit doesn't rest on us. The Spirit of God dwells in us. And as we wait, we wait with the very presence of Christ Himself in our lives. And it's that presence that gives us a view to the promise, that gives us the hope that we live into, that eternal hope of the fulfillment of that eternal promise. God works in our waiting. Do you know that? That as we wait, God is at work, not only in our lives, uh, but in our world. And as we wait, we get to be a part of His work. Uh, We get to be a part of uh, Jesus' mission. Jesus comes to set things right He comes to rescue. He comes to heal. He comes to vindicate. He comes to save. And you and I at Community Covenant Church get to be a part of that work. We get to be a part of bringing Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. And like like Simeon, as he encounters Christ, He declares that he has experienced the promise. And in that declaration, he gives others hope. Hope that this is the one, the long-awaited one, the one that the Old Testament, the one that the prophets had spoke of. And we get to do the same thing. In our time, in our present, as we look to the future and the fulfillment of the promise, in our lives, we get to declare the hope. And so the third thing is, what are the results of the waiting? 
And we see that here in, in Simeon. In verse 27, it says, When the parents brought in Jesus Christ, or brought the child Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, that were purification rites uh, for, for Mary and, and for Jesus, and also um, the dedication of Jesus to the Lord. As they went to do that, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. He, he took Jesus into his arms. The promise was fulfilled for him. And he praised God, and this is what he says. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. And that really uh, kind of foreshadows what we see in Revelation chapter 7, uh, verses 9 and following, when people from every tribe, tongue, and nation are gathered around the throne and they're praising Him. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel, that God would take this people Israel and through those people would come the one who would be the Savior, the one who would be the light of revelation uh, to the world. And what a beautiful, beautiful declaration. And of course, in verse 33, it says the child's father and mother marveled at what uh, was said about Jesus. And so, what is the result of our waiting? The result of our waiting is going to be the result of Simeon's waiting. You see, the result of Simeon's waiting was Jesus Himself. And that's the result of our waiting. Now, Simeon took Jesus in his arms, but we have Jesus in our heart. And in this time of Advent, this time in between His first and second coming, we're waiting. But the result of our waiting is going to be Jesus. And He is coming again. Our King, our Messiah, our Savior. Jesus is coming again. God will fulfill His promise. And we can put our hope in that. We can rely upon that. We can count on that. As we come to the time of communion, we're reminded of the promise, aren't we? And communion reminds us that Jesus is coming again. As we prepare for communion, I want to read to you uh, this little poem. It says, View the present through the promise. View the present through the promise. Christ will come again. Trust despite the deepening darkness. Christ will come again. Lift the world above its grieving through your watching and believing in the hope past hopes conceiving. Christ will come again. Probe the present with the promise. Christ will come again. Let your daily actions witness. Christ will come again. Let your loving and your giving and your justice and your forgiving be a sign to all that are living. Christ will come again. Match the present to the promise. Christ will come again. Make this hope your guiding premise. Christ will come again. 
pattern all your calculating and the world you are creating to the advent that you are waiting, Christ will come again. The night before he died, he gathered his disciples and they broke bread together and he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to them saying, this is my body which is broken for you. Whenever you eat this, eat this in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup and he poured it out and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. Whenever you drink this, drink this in remembrance of me. So that whenever we take the bread and we drink the cup, we declare Christ's death until He comes again. And He is coming again. This morning, as you come to the table, come with the hope of the second advent. Come with hearts expecting that God will fulfill His promise, even as He did to Simeon. That you and I, who will be given eternal life, will see the coming of our Lord. Come and embrace the promise, but also come and embrace the presence. For Jesus is alive. And in a mystery, in a way that we can't explain, as we we come to this table, as we partake of, of the bread and the cup, Jesus waits for us. And He wants us to experience Him He wants to speak to us. He he wants to renew our hope. He he wants to uh, encourage us to live in the present with a view and a hope with a promise. Let's pray. Father, we thank You. We thank You that You are faithful. And even as You were faithful to Simeon, so Father, uh, You are faithful to us. And Lord, in this time of waiting, we wait with Your presence. And we wait with the expectation of Your second coming. And that You will fulfill all of Your promises. But in the meantime, Father, may we be a people who live in the present with a view to the future. And may that future, Lord, be anchored in the hope that comes from knowing Christ and all that that entails. Lord, as we come today, may we encounter Your presence and may we hold on to Your promise. And Father, may this Advent be one in which we look to the future with hope that only You can give and hope that only You can fulfill. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.